and a fine good day to all you listeners today. Welcome to episode five of The Power Jenkins. I am Steve. I'm joined by my brother Alex. Hello. And we are here to give you another update on the awesomeness that is our fantasy football league. Now, it was a little less awesome last week, Alex. Why is that? I did not win. Oh, because you didn't win. Oh, I'm sorry. So what are you now? Like one loss? Yeah. That's devastating. Just devastating. Like, I'm sensing your sarcasm, but it really sucked. I don't know if you know this or not, but fantasy football is not as fun when you're not winning. Uh, well, I mean, that's why I haven't been f- having fun all year, Stephen. You won that one game in week two. Yeah, an accident. No, I'm here because of an accident. You won a matchup. Ooh. Sick burn against yourself. There are lots of booze in the 70s. What can you do? I suppose so. Yeah. I mean, you wouldn't know. You were, you're like six, right? Yeah, I was like two. Sure, sure, sure. All right, so let's just check in on last week and kind of give a rundown here, if you don't mind. Oh, yeah, good. Knock yourself out. That means you'd have to be in charge of the show. If you knocked yourself out? Yeah. I probably just wouldn't do it. <laughs> would you take me to the hospital, or would you you just go? Um, I'd probably ask if you're okay. But, but I'm knocked out. I'd probably just say you're sleeping. I'll put you on the couch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Would you put on some general hospital so I have something to watch? And I'll just probably turn, hit the power button on the TV. Whatever's on is on, you know. The depth of your cares. Well, you know, I try. But, I mean, I, in all honesty, I don't think I would take over the show. I don't think anyone wants to listen to me 20 minutes talking about uh, pretending I know things. I don't know. You you really are the treasure of the show. But yeah, but I don't know I don't know anything about stats and all this football stuff like you do. Like the fun stats? Yeah, all the fun stats. Yeah. You can't see, but he's giving me a look right now that's just a wee bit of sarcasm in it. It is? No, I wouldn't know anything. I'd be like, this week in fantasy football, Cam won. Cool. <laughs> On to our next matchup. <laughs> Kelly lost by, like, 80 points. How about that, guys? Send an email to our email. I'll uh, talk TDs, to you next week. The number, the letter F-I-V-E-T-D-S at Yahoo.com or follow us on Twitter at ChubbyThunder13. You see, that would be my podcast. I forgot what our email was. I was going to say it, but I, don't, I forgot what it was. Well, it's good you didn't give somebody else's email out. All that email would have gone to somebody else and we never would have known. Yeah. yeah. We were going to discuss results from last week, right? Uh, Sure. Yeah, you were. Yeah. All right. So we have a quick rundown here. In the battle of 0-3 versus 0-3, Gordy got past Lucas 121.5 to 103.5. Tim, bad break, put up a great week with 123.5 points, but not enough to stop Matt with his 133.5 points. You referenced it earlier. Jason Threw a mighty, mighty, mighty beat down on Kelly, 145.5 to 67.5. Cameron just got past you, 96 to 77, a matchup I'm sure we'll talk about Mm -hmm. a little bit later. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And your hero lost his matchup, 128 to 116.5. And I've got uh, feelings about that as well that we'll get into. Are you saying you're my hero? No, I think I'm implying like I'm the the protagonist of the show. By the way, I 
I watched The Magnificent Seven today, the movie. Uh, the one with um, the guy that's in Parks and Rec and Guardians of the Galaxy. What's his name? Uh, Chris Pratt? Yeah, that movie? Yeah. Yeah. Have you seen it? I have. I was really sad with the ending. Like, it made me mad. Well, yeah, don't they, like, all die? Uh, four of the Magnificent Seven die, yes. So they're now the Terrific Three? I don't know what the sequel is going to be called, but that seems better than as good as anything else. The Terrific Three. But the one guy had the coolest name in any movie I've ever seen. Which one? Come on. It's been, like, so long since I've seen the movie. It was like Goodnight Shambo. Goodnight Shambo? Yeah. Who was that? Oh, was that the uh, the guy with the bow and arrow? I think it was, no, I think it was Josh Bolin. He's the guy that leaves and then comes back and tells them they have the Gatling gun. Oh, yeah. Am okay. I saying that right? Goodnight Shambo? Rashambo? Goodnight Rashambo? I have no idea. Sure. Because this is what people want to hear. It's been so long. I don't know. I like a lot. Of, I like the hunter guy. He was weird. The trapper guy. Yeah, but his death was so stupid. He didn't even have a cool moment. He just got blown up by arrows. Yeah, he did. But no, he got hit by a ton of them. And he kept going. And then he died. Yeah. Like a hero. Glorious fleeting, I guess. And, and he did have his moments when like, he was walking into the cat, when he was walking into the carnage. That was pretty sweet. I'm finally glad you're starting to watch movies. You've seen like two movies now in the past two weeks. How many have you seen in the past three years except for those two? Does it count if I watch the same movie like four times? No. No. Uh, I think we're just still sitting on John Wick and uh, The Magnificent Seven then. What movie have you seen four times? John Wick. Really? Yeah, I really liked it. Yeah, no, it's a good movie. John Keanu Reeves, man. Yeah. Impressive uh, range. Yeah. You know Keanu Reeves is apparently like a super cool guy. I've heard that. Yeah, like he donates like a lot of money to charity things, and he had like a terrible life growing up, and he like tries to help people with like drug use and stuff. Did you know he's Canadian? That makes him even better. <laughs> yeah, I thought so too. Yeah, me too. No, I'm a big Keanu Reeves fan though. Like, the guy from The Matrix was Ted from Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. I'm guessing you've never seen it. Of course I have. Oh, hey now. Why Why would I not have seen Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure? Because it came out when I was, like, five. Oh. Uh, I mean, that movie transcends time, I think is the term. It does. And I hear he's still pretty good friends with the uh, the guy that played Bill. Nice. I know. It makes me feel good. Yeah. Bill Shout out to something. Alex Winter, wherever you're at. Go ahead. Is Was Alex Winter Bill? Uh, yes, that was the actor's name. Neat. Yeah, I thought so. Anyway, uh, football, right? No, let, let's go with my pop culture knowledge for another 50 minutes. I'm sure it'll just be a killer show. I'm pretty sure if we go on for three more minutes, we could figure out all of the pop culture that you know. Indeed. Yeah. Okay, so let's talk about our results last week. Um, you, me versus you versus ESPN versus me. Uh, you went two and three. Nice. As did ESPN. Nice. And I had a decent week, four and one, only getting my own matchup wrong. So after four weeks, myself and ESPN are twelve and eight. Well, you are three games back at nine and eleven. I'll come back. More likely to come back in that contest between you, me, and ESPN, or the league and making the playoffs. Well, that contest, because I mean, you and ESPN use like stats and statistics, and I just guess. I just kind of look at their logos, and I'm like, that one. So, I mean, I'm saying, so so in in reality, I'm very close to you mm-hmm, mm-hmm. from just guessing. Sure. Okay. But, I mean, if you're going by logo, my logo involves Ronald Reagan. How do you not pick me every week? Your logo involves Ronald Reagan? Yeah. I don't know. It just looks like a jersey. It is. with Ronald Reagan's not on the back of it. 40 because he's the 40th president. Well, I didn't know that. Oh, my word. 
Poor Bill Clinton. I don't even know what happened. So, at least you know what happened with Bill Clinton. Oh yeah. Yeah. Reminds me, I have a question for you. Okay. So let's say you're walking along Mm -hmm. the street, you know, Mm -hmm. just minding your own business. Okay. And you see a lovely young lady on the ground. Okay. She is going to die unless you make the sweet magic with her. What do you do? What kind of question is that? People want to know. I'd probably call a hospital. You don't have time. I do. No, you don't. How long does it take to call a hospital? She's got a, a terrible case of jock itch, and it's fatal if, she, if, if you don't <laughs> go to work. Well, first of all, that could be a, a transmittable disease. So, no. If you protect yourself, it will not be a transmittable disease. That's dangerous, Steve. So she's gonna die, is what you're saying. That is, that is a dangerous. It's a dangerous game. So she's going to die, Alex. Mm. Well, cause then I'll probably die. You won't die. That's. I've created the scenario. I assure you, you will not die. You will not suffer any ill consequences. Besides, you know, people may be mad at you for making some life choices. What happened to you not wanting an explicit rating? I haven't said anything that gets us an explicit rating. No algorithm is going to catch anything I have said so That doesn't far. matter if it's an algorithm. That is a very explicit would-you-rather <laughs> question. Why not like a basic one? Sweet magic time. They're not going to know what that means. Sweet magic. Yeah, they would. Who doesn't know what that means? Because that's normally how you reference it as sweet magic time. That's not how I reference it. Okay, so what would you do? What would I do? Yeah. Is somebody going to the, the funeral? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I guess I would say. Well, who was it? This this determines everything. Oh yeah, she's like a like evil. Mm, like if it was Mrs. Hitler, you wouldn't do it. Yeah. No, sure. It's not Mrs. Hitler. Okay. It's not Mrs. Hitler. No. Hmm. I guess. All right. You what just... does that have to do with fantasy football? Nothing. Come on. All right. So, you ready to get into some ratings? Are you? (laughs) It's been 10 minutes. Let's see what we can do. Okay. All right. So, quick rundown of where we were at last week. Number 10 was Lucas with Bobham Van. Number 9 was Tim with American Minions. Eighth was Go Navy. Or, excuse me, Blue Angels. Go Navy. And at number 7 was you with the Injured Reserves. Mm-hmm. Six, Bobby with the Rafi Bombs. Five, Cameron with five, excuse me, excuse me seven dollars with the Hoobastank. Kelly and Victoria's Secrets, number four. Matt's team, this aired in 2009, people, was number three. Aunt B's Pie and Custard Emporium was number two. And the Rainmakers were the most pathetic number one team in the history of our podcast. So, mm-hmm. are you ready for the updates? Yes. All right. Care to guess who's number 10? Lucas. Indeed, it is Lucas. Uh-huh. My my prediction for three-time champion is just making that mountain a little bit uh, harder to climb. Fair enough. Um, so, yeah, it looks like he – they had actually a fight. They – Owen 3 and Owen uh, Gordy went against Owen 3 Lucas. So it was determined who would uh, finally be uh, – Lossless. I mean, uh, not be winless anymore. And uh, sadly, Lucas looks like he lost that one. And he was not happy about that. No, I wouldn't be either. Trying to look because it looks like Russell Wilson had a good game, but 
Yeah, the rest of his team just did kind of okay. Yeah, I feel good for him. He had been having a bad run of it at quarterback, but I've been saying Russell Wilson's going to give you eight good games and eight bad games, and he's spun two good ones in a row. Yeah. I think the thing that um, really, really chafed his muffins was Bilal Powell's 31.5 points. Yeah, and then especially because his bench did pretty well too. Yeah, he was uh he was pretty upset, and I don't blame him. Mm-hmm. It's Paul oh, Powell got thirty one and a half points. Why? I don't know. I mean, it, I, well, I know part of it was because Matt Forte was hurt, so he was getting more action. But just to look at his season, five and a half points, one point nine points, thirty one and a half. That just hurts when some scrub comes out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. I was just pure luck on Gordy's part. Yeah, and uh, well, I'm not overly impressed with Gordy as we know. I'm sorry, not as a person, it was just with his team. And then I don't know if you saw this, but for week five, he left Gronk on his bench for zero points last night in the New you England Tampa. Him, he left him playing. Yeah. So so, uh, so you got a good start this week. He plays Cam. Oh, he plays Cam. Yeah, I okay. play Lucas, which is unfortunate because I, Lucas and I try, I try not to talk to Lucas during the week because we both get pretty invested in our team. So. Gotcha. Okay, who am I playing? Ooh, I'm playing Mr. Moore. And it, and it was time to talk about your team, Lulo. Oh well, you know, okay. We're still talking about Lucas. We um, are on Lucas. Keep believing. I'll tell you the one thing I feel bad about because I had kind of talked about doing this on the show, and and I know Lucas didn't do this because I said it, but it was something that made sense at the time, and that was kind of the thought the bench Lamar Miller. And that did not go well. I think Lamar Miller turned in 26, 28 points, something like that. Yeah, Lamar Miller got 26. Mm-hmm. And, and I think it's less about, look, you're not going to know when a guy's going to blow up for 26 points, but he, I didn't like, in retrospect, I didn't like my logic. He had 17, 18, and 14 carries, averaging a little less than four yards a carry. If that's what your flex player is doing, that's good enough. You don't need your flex player to be elite. He's just got to not suck, and that's really – I think that's what Lamar Miller brings to the table. Hmm, for sure. Uh, he plays, but he doesn't suck. Yeah, you just need him to be a top 20 running back, and if he can get that for you, you're set, and I think that's what he is. Absolutely. But this team is going to win. I mean, they are – Russell Wilson is going to have six more good games. You've got the combination of A.J. Green and ODB are putting together about 28 points a game right now. That's fantastic. You've got Devontae Freeman, who is awesome, and I I am quite happy that I am missing out having to. I'm not going to have to deal with that this week because he's on bye when I play Lucas. Hmm. So I feel happy about that. Um, let me ask you this about Lucas's team. I, I do know that he made a he he sent some feelers out for trades. Are you still kind of sending just feelers out to see what happens, or at 0 4 are you really pushing the pedal here, or do you think you've got a team that is better than 0 4 and the rally is coming? I think the rally is coming. I mean, I think just put the feelers out there and see if there's anything anyone's interested in. Uh, I mean, you're not like gonna get top tier players. You're gonna get a lot of. You're gonna be able to trade for people that are around the level of what your players already are. You know what I mean? I don't know. It's hard to explain, but no one's gonna be like, "Yeah, I'll trade your Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady." 
Yeah, and he already has a pretty decent team. It's just they're not all performing at the same time. Yeah. I, I just – you brought up a good point. I, I had asked you the other week, why don't we trade players? And you brought up that people tend to try to fleece each other, not try to make trades. So I get it, but I, at the same time, I don't get, like, why not throw a dart at the board? I offered Gordy a trade. He didn't take it. No harm. Mm-hmm. So I just – What did you offer him? I offered him Martavius Bryant for Amari Cooper. Hmm. And say what you want, but right now, uh, Bryant is the better player, just from a stats perspective. Well, okay. And I will say this about Lucas' team. If we're looking ahead at his schedule um, – a rough ride for the next three weeks. He's got to play me, Kelly, and Jason. Um, if he can get through that, um, he gets a little bit of a break. He goes against Tim. So that'd be a win. Yeah. Maybe. I, it should be. Of course, probably by then with his luck, that's about when uh, David Johnson's coming back. Well, uh, yeah, but maybe not. Maybe not. I mean, again, you know, he who just came off of surgery. He's not going to come back and just be super fine, most likely. Sure. So let me, I'm just going to pin you down one more time. You're right. You can always send out feelers to see what can happen. But I'm saying, but it sounds like you're not aggressively pursuing it. You're just saying, nah, like, yeah, like the same as you'd always just maybe toss out a feeler every now yeah, and again. Yeah, just toss something out. If he loses this week and goes to 0-5, would it change anything? I mean, I think kind of have to at that point. Well... But, I mean, what are you going to change that's going to severely change your team? You know? I stick with what I talked about last week. I think you've got to package one of your elite receivers for, for depth. Yeah, fair enough. I suppose you could find another receiver to put in there. That's fair. Okay. All right. Care to guess who number nine is? Me. You. Yay. <laughs> so I don't have a lot of notes about you, um, your team, because I was going to let you – talk about those. So I will just get out the two things I did have. Um, one, you feel bad. It looks like this is not a good bye week for you. It looks like some of your big hitters are sitting down. I think Kirk Cousins is out. Um, mm-hmm. Your team captain, Matt Bryant, is out. Yeah, and that's another question I had. So here's what I had to do, because there in no way am I dropping Matt Bryant. <laughs> sure. I had to drop Marvin Jones to pick up another kicker. So what, when you have a defensive player mm-hmm. that has a bye week, do you usually just drop them and pick someone else up, or do you... Try to pick up with someone else to fill in their spot. Obviously, the, the short answer is it depends. But if I'm in your situation where I believe that Matt Bryant is that good, probably what I'm doing is I'm looking and saying, are one of the Monday night kickers available? So that basically leave Matt Bryant, don't pick up a kicker, but making sure that if it comes down to it, or one of the Monday night kickers available. Obviously, but then if you're against me and you do that, you could mm-hmm. then have someone on your bench that plays Monday and then drop them for a kicker. You, they'd have to be somebody who's playing in the Monday night game, otherwise they're locked out. Well, yeah. Or even if you are concerned that you use the Sunday night game too, that gives you four kickers to pick from. Odds are all four aren't going to be gone. Yeah. I picked up I picked up Robbie Gould anyway. I think it's a smart <laughs> pick. I think he's a good kicker. Yeah, we'll see. He's not he's not Matt Bryant. Well, kicked five field goals last no four last week. They lost fifteen twelve, I think. Yeah, well he had his lowest score ever, but that's okay. Because everyone on my team did, so it didn't mm-hmm. really matter. Um yeah, uh everyone I put on my bench had a better week than everyone that I put in my starting role again. It's just convenient. 
Uh, Abdullah finally got 17 and a half points, and I was like, you know, I'm not going to start him this week. Uh, I put in Matt Stafford instead of Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins got 10 more points than him. Um, it's a bunch of butt. Ty Montgomery and Julio Jones got pulled at the beginning of their respective games because of injuries. Sorry, did you say that's a bunch of butt? Bunch of butt. Just making sure. Yeah, you know. Uh, so I think T.Y. Hilton, who is the – no, I'm sorry, the Ty Montgomery, who was the sleeper of my team, is injured now. I believe with a, like a broken rib or a fractured rib. Yeah, that's rough. Yeah. But whatever. So, yeah, I lost 77 to 96. It was dumb, too, because like, it was like halftime in the Monday night game, and I was still winning by like 12 points because Alex Smith had like 10 points. That's right. I was suffering through that. And then I looked at it like later, and he had 40 and a half out of nowhere, and I was like, well, okay. One and three for Alex. Yeah, there was one spot where they're at the one-yard line, and he ran it in, so the heat, instead of giving it to Kareem Hunt, so it kicked us both in the collective testicles on that one. What a butthead. I am agreeing. I'm sorry, I asked this last week, and I don't mean it to taunt. I just mean it as bad luck. Uh, how many times have you gotten the right quarterback between Stafford and Cousin, Cousins once in four tries? I got it once. Okay. I did it once. So just a sneak peek at this week, how are you feeling about Danny Amendola? Gave you eight, uh, gave you 11 points. I'm happy with that. If anyone gets me over 10 points, minus the quarterback, yeah, I'm cool with it. Not too worried about uh, Kevin Hogan putting up, I think, 17. I mean, don't get me wrong, it's stupid. <laughs> yeah. I What did he have, like 70 yards catching, eight catches, and like a touchdown? Yeah, I think their numbers are pretty identical, except that uh, Hogan had the touchdown. Lame. Yeah, it is, but at the other hand, your Amendola serves as your flex, so he's basically your number five player, mm-hmm. and Hogan is his number one wide receiver. So, oh well, well then yeah, so that perspective makes it a little more palatable for me when it happens. I mean, I'm again, I'm going to go into this week thinking, you know what, my team's actually pretty good. They're going to do well, but don't worry, they'll disappoint me. They'll do something. Well, you're you're projected to. I think you're a six point dog at this point, so it's, that's not anything you can't come back from. Yeah. We'll see. It's, uh, Mr. Moore deserves a win, so we'll see what happens. I got just my quick last question for you before you move on. Is it gonna be? Is Macklin gonna stay in that spot? Or are you gonna do some looking around? Uh, I might do some looking around. I just put Macklin there because I was like, well, Julio Jones will probably be ready by the next game, but it's looking like he's not going to be. Oh, he's not playing this game, so you you literally can't put anybody. Oh, um, no, not Julio Jones. Uh, was it Ty Montgomery, maybe? Yeah, Ty Montgomery. But I can't anymore because I put Amdol in the flex. That <laughs> was a bit of a rookie mistake. I was wondering about that. Rookie mistake. My bad. Oh, well. That's okay. Maybe I'll look around. I mean, let's see. Let me look at Jeremy Macklin. I mean, he hasn't had, like, a terrible season. The only problem is, is when I put him in, he doesn't do anything. I just... That one does not feel good to me. They're playing Oakland. I think it's going to be a low-scoring game. Oakland's going to try to slow that game down with Derek Carr being out. But yeah. And Flacco has been terrible this year. Yes. Yes, yes, he has. Very bad. So I suppose you're right. I probably should look. And you do. This is uh, you just got to get through this week. Hopefully, you can get a win. You got three of your best players on by, so you're kind of getting it out of the way now. All right, so you are the number nine team. Took a two-spot fall from seven. Care to guess who's in at number eight? 
Bobby. Nope. I'm thinking of, oh, Mr. Moore, I'm sorry. Yep. Uh, Tim jumps one spot from nine up to eight after a pretty solid performance last week. Mm-hmm. One of the things I've been thinking about this week as I kind of prep for this podcast is like any, I think we can realistically say that jokes aside about like how you were frustrated with your team, any team can have the, the highest scoring week one week. Every player can hit the jackpot, right? Yeah. Or in conversely, any team is pretty much capable of having a dumpster fire week. Like Antonio Brown, one of the safest guys in fantasy football, four catches, 34 yards. Mm-hmm. Everyone, everyone has a clunker. So you can kind of have three or four guys drop the ball or explode at the same time. And I bring that up because it's kind of been my thought as I go through the, the rankings this week is how many guys do you have that are solid and how many guys are you basically hoping hit? Like, I was in my mind, it's the Deshaun Jackson rule, who I think sucks 12 games a year and is fantastic four games a year. And I'm not bringing that up because he's the reason I lost last year. It's just, it's, I mean, it's been his thing since he's been mm-hmm. in the league. And I'm, again, kind of why I brought up now is if you look at Tim's team, you have got, you've got a lot of reasons to like the team. You've got Drew Brees, you've got Leonard Fournette, you've got Chris Hogan, who I think is solid, Adam Thielen, who is solid. But you have got you have got nothing um, for those last two spots. I don't want to have to rely on Delaney Walker and Buck Allen. I mean, they can have good weeks, but I would not be happy if I was rolling into Week 16 of the playoffs with uh, my season riding on that. Yeah, uh, that makes that makes sense. Um... That's the thing, though. There's not much you can do. I mean, you can try to trade things, but you'd have to trade, you know, his great players. And I think it would just move down a peg. Uh, free agency is kind of empty in a lot of spots right now. I know wide receivers are pretty uh, scarce. Yeah, and his bench is, I mean, his bench is full of bye players and Kenny Galladay. Mm-hmm. Wait, what the? What? Oh, man. Galladay's not playing against Carolina. I didn't know that till just now. Galladay's not playing? No, he's already been ruled out. What? So let me ask you about this intense team. If Again, I brought it up last week, but when do you have to start getting aggressively? And for me, that's uh, offering David Johnson up to a team that's got a lot of depth, can afford to lose a player and sit on David Johnson for five weeks. I mean, maybe there are other assets. I'm not saying that's what you have to do, but if you do that, you keep what you have now. You get a new piece, and you. That would make sense from a trade perspective. I guess he really had nothing else to lose at this point. I mean, he can't keep David Johnson for next year anyway. Um, I mean, you might as well. I don't. I don't know who would trade for him, but you can give it a shot. Absolutely. I, I mean, the similar trade happened a couple of years ago. Somebody who was out of playoff contention traded for Aaron Rodgers so that they could have him moving forward because the other team couldn't franchise him the next year. Mm-hmm. So I trust him. I, I stay at the analogy from last week until he's mathematically eliminated and then some. I'm always worried about playing him, but uh, a tough break with David Johnson and having all these buys as he goes into um, a week where he really needs a win. Mm-hmm. But he plays you, so maybe this uh, 
So maybe the streak will be broken. Somebody's somebody's in better shape. You obviously are going to be feeling a lot better if you're two and three, and if he can get some momentum, he's going to be feeling better. Yeah, absolutely. Big games for us. I think so too. Mm-hmm. Any last thoughts about your team? Oh, we were talking about Tim's team then, but no. Oh yeah, I'm sorry. We were talking about Tim's team because we were talking about how they are just uh, mm-hmm. top heavy, but not a lot below that. Uh yeah. So. Uh oh, and I do. I'm sorry. Quick congratulations. You get to avoid Drew Brees. That's good. I do. He's on a bye week. I'm yes. pretty happy about that. Which actually last week though, Eli Manning outscored Drew Brees by quite a bit. So maybe Eli Manning will do it again. Yeah, you can live in that world. <laughs> Still, you can. Number seven. Number seven. I am gonna guess. Who are you? No, I just said Gordy. Sorry. Uh, you you have said Gordy, but I told you you were wrong. So he's still in play. And it's still not Gordy? This is, I feel like we're having a who's on first moment here. That felt like the first time you had asked me about Gordy, and then before I could say yes or no, you had assumed you had already asked about him. Okay. So let's just kill this now. Yes, Gordy. Blue Angels. Go Navy. Yeah, number seven. I was right. He who rejected my Amari Cooper for a Martavius Bryant offer. He's going to regret it. Gordy's really that high on the list, though? Had a good week last week. Goskowski got him 15 points this week. Yeah, it's a good number, but if I had told you that if you were playing him, he had two Patriots going, Goskowski and Gronk, and afterwards he had a total of 15 points, you'd probably take it and be okay. Yeah, I would be. But still. Uh, let's take a look at his team. Oh, yeah, that was Powell. Again, we talked about that. Uh, he, why do you have him ranked so high, Steve? Why do I have him ranked 7th? Yeah, so high. Well, I think finally getting a win is helpful. Mm-hmm. And he's he's never been like a bottom one or two team. He's just kind of always losing as like the 7th or 8th mm-hmm. team, so... No offense, but you bottom four teams are kind of interchangeable at this point. Thanks, man. Yeah, no problem. What do you like about his team? Ugh. Uh, that I got a win off of them? I, you know I'm not a fan of this team. Um, I decided last week was the last week I was going to give people crap about who they drafted because now these are just your teams. Obviously, sitting Gronk, not pulling Gronk was a mistake. Um, you've got to be on top of your lineup better than that. What I do like is the wide receivers have potential. Amari Cooper can be great. Keenan Allen can be great. Jarvis Landry can be a solid three. Yeah. So if those pieces stay, great. But the, the running game is terrible. McCaffrey, Bilal Powell, I'm sorry I'm not banking on that again. <laughs> Theo Riddick. You don't think Powell's going to get 163 yards get rushing again? Against Jacksonville, I do not. I'm sorry, he played Jacksonville last week. Who's the worst run defense in the league? That's why he had it. They play Cleveland this week, maybe, but I think that's going to be more about a matchup of futility. Yeah, I should never say that. It's been a long time since someone anyone said that, that uh, they're running backs going against Jacksonville, so he's not going to do as well. <laughs> no, Jacksonville is, Jacksonville is actually great against the pass, terrible against the run. I know that because I've got uh, Le'Veon going against them this week. They're still a good team, though. 
That's weird. I, there was like a thing I saw, and it was like four leaders of their divisions, and it was like the Lions, the Jaguars, was it the Bills? Mm-hmm. And then the, uh, it was a fourth team, also known for being quite mediocre. It doesn't matter. But uh, all leading their divisions, which is quite strange. What, what, what? Uh, fine, but I'm going to remind you, the Jags are 2-2, two and two, and they lost to the Jets last week. Oh, I probably saw that last week. That's what I mean when they were two and one. But anyway, they could be two and two leading the division, though. The AFC South is kind of the uh, the dumpster fire of the NFL. The dumpster fire. Okay, that's a nice way to put it. But I figure if Gordy can't put uh, players on his roster who are active, we don't need to spend a lot of time there. So number six, care to take a guess? Kelly. Exactly. Cool. What was she before? Kelly fell two spots from four to six. Kelly's on a two-game slide right now. Yeah, that stinks. Her team had a really bad week this week. Yeah, and it was more about... It's always hard to say someone wasn't that bad when they put up like 60-some-odd points, but I think it was just a matter of nobody got a touchdown. And when nobody gets touchdowns in those six points, I mean, that's a big deal. Yeah, and Matt Ryan is kind of on a... Uh, kind of on a lull right now. I don't know, last week, what, he threw three interceptions? That was two weeks ago against the – I know he did it two weeks ago against the Lions. Yeah. I don't remember his stat line off the top of my head last week. Well, I know week. this last week he threw two interceptions. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, I mean, that's rough. I don't know if he got a touchdown or not. I mean, yeah, he did get a touchdown. He got one touchdown and two interceptions. But... Who did they play? Uh, They played Buffalo. Well, Buffalo's a good defense. So I'm not going to give him too much grief about that, but mm-hmm. – And then Golden Tate didn't perform last week, which is stinks. I still like Golden Tate. Just had a bad week. Let's take a look. Yeah, and we t- we talked we talked about earlier with Tim's team. You know how volatile is it? How safe versus volatile is a guy? And Golden Tate, I think, is a guy that's probably going to be good eight nine games a year and kind of be like, eh, like seven games a year. So yeah. He can do it. Okay. She got a nice bump, though. Doug Martin came back from suspension last night, pulled 13 points. It's a great number for your flex spot. Hey, all right. Good for Doug Martin. <laughs> I think so, too. Now, I do have some inside sources over at uh, Victoria's Secret, and I was just kind of poking around. I was asking questions about... Okay. Uh... So, okay. Oh, I thought you were. You had a follow-up. No, it was like one of those things to show that you're listening. Yeah. I'm like, okay, okay, that's fascinating. Keep telling me. Uh, we in the mental health field call that active listening. Oh, you see, there you go. We learn stuff. We teach stuff. I knew that without even being taught that. So You, you knew how to have a basic human conversation? No, sometimes. I just feel like we need to pause the show and applaud you. You see, but I was active listening and you didn't actively communicate to me. You, you just stopped. So go ahead, continue. What Thank, you. Saying? Thank you. Thank you. So I, I was having some conversations with some uh, – Inside sources over at Victoria's Secret. Okay. Uh, I, I was curious. The uh, current thinking right now is they are benching Alshon Jeffries for Pierre Garçon. Remember, uh, Jeffries was like probably a third, fourth round pick, but was in kind of wide receiver 17 territory. So this is uh, benching him for a guy getting the ball thrown to him by Brian Hoyer. But the, uh, the response I got was uh, made a lot of sense that. Kelly plays Matt this week. 
Matt's a pretty dangerous team, and the thought is you've got to swing for the fences. And I would agree with the logic that if you think you need to swing for the fences, you probably are going to put in Pierre Garçon against the Colts over Alshon Jeffries and the Chargers. Not the Chargers, I'm sorry. The uh, However, Cardinals. However, yes. you might not have to do that anymore because most of like his heavy hitters already went. So now she can change that now. Because his, his big thing is Tom Brady. Well, Tom Brady mostly has been going off this year. He only got 30 points this uh, week, and then Mike Evans only got six and a half. Mike Evans only got six and a half points? Yep. This is actually – you've actually been useful right now, Alex. I appreciate that. Aha! What's the projection looking like now? Uh, let's take a look. It looks like mass projects for 113.5. Kelly is 114.5. That's right. I was going to bring that up. Mm-hmm. I, I hadn't thought about – I had forgot to notice what you had with uh, – she survived getting through those pretty well. So kudos to you. But what I had been thinking is this is the, and I'd be curious your thoughts on this. These are the matchups I hate. And what I mean by that is one, it's a matchup that is probably pretty close to begin with. You're projected to be within a couple of points each other of each other. And it's going to start on Thursday night and it's going to end on Monday. So it's a, it's a four game war versus I, I much prefer that everybody go Sunday. And I just, I have no clue how I'm feeling Sunday morning, and it's over by 11 o'clock Sunday night. Oh, I absolutely agree. I, I hate it when I flip and open my phone because I don't, I don't have cable. Well, I have like 20 channels, so I can't watch Thursday night football. Basically, I just wake up on Friday, and it's like, oh, hey, you're losing fantasy football by 50 points. Like, okay. Or I had Jeremy Macklin go, and you're like, hey, you had 0.5 points this week. And I'm like, oh, did I have a defensive player going? And it's like, oh, no, my wide receiver. Cool. Yeah, no, I, I hate Thursday night football. I'm kind of okay with Monday night because, mm-hmm. like, everything can go off on Sunday, and you'd be like, okay, tomorrow's going to turn into the game. But not yeah. Thursday's dumb. It just makes you go into Sunday thinking you're going to lose. Yes, it, it doesn't ever feel like Thursday has a good outcome. Either my guys stink or my opponents blows up. So I was very appreciative that Lucas didn't have any Thursday night action. Yeah. We'll boycott the Thursday night game. I'm sorry? We'll boycott the Thursday night game. Like, we'll never play players in the Thursday night game? The Christopher Walken Dance Brigade will... That is our former name, sir. Oh, well, the CWDB will uh, boycott Thursday night football. and We're such a huge organization, the NFL will have to make a change. Oh, concur. Mm-hmm. All ten of us won't watch on Thursday. What do you... I think you have to play DeMarco Murray this week because you've got Mark Ingram on bye. But I wonder how worried she is about him. I wish I would have got some information there because Murray's got one great game. He had 22 and a half points, and the other three games are three, four, and six. Yeah. I mean, he's still getting points. Great. He's getting points, literally, in some cases. <laughs> like, hey, I've had so many people get less than three points so far this year, Steven. So many. So, I mean, and I guess that was against Jacksonville. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. They're at Miami. Miami's not that great of a team. We'll see. I, I, I don't – I think it's okay. Okay. I think DeMarco Murray can do it. Well, I think that's the premise of the show. He can, but is it because, you know, everyone gets lucky once every once every four games or because, you know, he's good? Mm. I don't think he's good, but I think he can get some decent points. Okay. And I think the uh, and probably a tough bullet for her to want to just touch her base on is 
she potentially had a great free agent grab at Chris Carson out of Seattle, but he is on, I don't know if he's on short-term IR or long-term, but I'm going to guess it's the season-ending IR because they brought out the air cast after his injury Sunday night, and that's typically a bad sign. I am taking a look, and it just says IR, so and they just had surgery on Tuesday. That stinks. Yeah, but even short-term IR is eight weeks, so that means bare minimum he's come back like week 12 or 13, so she's not getting him for the regular season. Yeah. Yeah, the, Pete Carroll hinted that Carson probably won't be a candidate to return from injured reserve. Apparently he also has a high ankle sprain, which is the more serious concern. And a broken ankle? Yep. And a, he has a fractured ankle and the high ankle sprain. So That's terrible. Yeah. Walking right. must be stink. Well, you know who benefits from this? Everyone? Our guy. Our guy? Chevy Thunder. Oh, hey, he's going to get some carries. All right. Good for him. I know we talked about this already, but still reading that article was hilarious. He was talking about, I could go on Twitter and say, it's a lovely day out. And someone would respond, so what? You're fat. <laughs> That's rude. <laughs> and hilarious. I mean, that's funny. If Eddie Lacy said that. Mm-hmm. It's just funny of him. Good man. <laughs> but I don't doubt that that doesn't happen. Sure. I like Eddie Lacy. Poor guy. We were mean, too. We were hilarious. And you know what? He did poor in fantasy football. It doesn't mean I wish him a bad life, but it means, you know, I'm not getting a free pass because he's a great guy. Yeah. I have no idea. People should just be calling him fat for everything he says. On Twitter. I'm going to go to his Twitter while while we talk here. I'll take the baton then for a little while while you uh, entertain yourself with the original Chubby Thunder. Okay, well, first, are we picking who's next on the list? Yes, who is number five? Let's see here. I am going to say... Bobby? Not Bobby. Not Bobby. Okay, then I'm going to say Man. It's kinda of hard once you get past that half mark because like we have like one team that's two and two, mm-hmm. and then a ton of teams with a ton of wins and then a ton of teams with a ton of losses. Sure, but with all that silence you also know there are only five teams to pick from, so maybe you throw a dart at the board here. Cam. Cam stays at number five with his team, five dollars worth of Hoobastank. For all the people that complain, like, I am so unlucky at fantasy football. Like, uh, I know you and Lucas have complained about getting some bad breaks, and I know I beat Kelly because the Golden Tate rule uh, benefited me greatly. The guy on the flip end of this is Cam. Uh, He won last week despite having, I think, the third lowest score to get to 3-1, and and he plays Gordy, who doesn't play Gronk. Mm-hmm. So it's a nice place to be, though I I will say that maybe some of that luck is running out. He has got uh, losing Dalvin Cook was a huge deal. That guy had been playing incredible football this year. Yes, and that would definitely stink to lose. I mean, I still like his team, but it is it is kind of a bit of bad luck there. A little concerned about LaShawn McCoy, and like I said, I promise I'm done talking about the draft position. We're just talking about the player now. He's only putting up about, I wrote it down here, hold on. It's three yards of carry. Um, 
so Murray's not doing much for you, and then you've got, I'm sorry, LaShawn McCoy's not doing much for you, then you're picking up Latavius Murray, who makes sense as a pickup for Dalvin Cook, but he's not been setting the world on fire either. Mm -hmm. uh, still got, uh, my understanding is the ankle is still a problem, and he's in a bit of a timeshare with Jarek McKinnon. Mm -hmm. So I am not in love with that, but if he can get through this, Get Andrew Luck back next week if he can survive this week against Gordy, who sat Gronk four and two. And we talked about it. You really just have to get to six or seven wins to get to the playoffs, so he'll have some time to tinker around. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I mean, I like I like his team. I mean, I I know they're sharing time, but almost every NFL running back in the NFL does now. So I mean, it makes sense. But I know the other spots have to be good. But and I like Alex Smith at quarterback. I think that was a good pickup for him, especially. But I'd be worried about when Andrew Luck comes back. His offensive line is terrible. Would one call them butt, perhaps? No, that's not how you use that. But they're just bad. Like I was, they. I've just watched games where the quarterback. I forgot his name who played when I watched. Jacoby Brissett. Yeah. Scott Tolzien. Brissett. Okay. It looked like he just had to like rush to throw the ball because he was afraid of just getting hit every play. Sure. It was rough. It was definitely rough to watch. So, I mean, I don't know if Andrew Luck's going to do that much better in that situation. Do you remember the year that uh, Peyton Manning, he was still a Colt, injured his neck, and he couldn't play all year, and the Colts were terrible? Yeah, didn't they go like 1-15? It was 1-15, 2-14, basically is what got them Andrew Luck. But I, I remember what entertained me about that was people were saying Peyton Manning should be the MVP of the league this year because you see what the Colts are without him. And it's kind of the same thing. Andrew Luck covers up a lot of how terrible the Colts are. I suppose, but I mean, if, if your offensive line is that bad, what can you do? No, I'm saying the fact that they can win eight games with that offensive line with Andrew Luck. Yeah, okay. I guess you're right. Uh, so I'm just complimenting the guy and agreeing with you that they are hot trash on the offensive line. All right, team number three. Okay. I'm sorry, this is team number four we're going to talk about. Uh, well, just by the by, I had to make a Twitter to find Eddie Lacy's Twitter. Um, I looked up Eddie Lacy, mm -hmm. and first of all, I don't know which one's real, but there's like Eddie Lacy's weight is <laughs> on Twitter. And there was an article about how Eddie Lacy got caught eating a hot dog on the sidelines of a preseason game. Uh, yeah, you just look up Eddie Lacy, it all, it all has to do with his weight. Oh, but then, let's see. Now he's just posting pictures of his cool hat. Is it like a fedora? No, it's like, it's like a it's like a Seahawks hat. A uh, Seahawks fedora? Mm-hmm. He doesn't even look that hefty. At all. Are you going through puberty right now? No. I'm just checking it because you know you are like 10. That's how I talk. Rude. Well, it's apparently working. Some lady needs you to, to sweep magic her back to life. Anyway, team number four. I thought that was hilarious, by the way. All right, who do you think team number four is? I think it's Bobby. The Rafi bombs, indeed. Rafi, who knocked me off uh, 128 to 116 and a half. I don't know how much football you watched Sunday, but I had my moment of rage. I was sitting there watching the games. I'm like, all right, going well enough, going well enough. And most of Bobby's action was in the 1 o'clock game mm -hmm. on Friday, uh, Sunday. 
And the last thing that was had to get done was Larry Fitzgerald. And he had like a one and a half points. But then the game goes into overtime. Care to guess how the game ends? Poorly? It depends if you're Bobby or me. But yes. Yes. Uh, Larry Fitzgerald was the game-winning touchdown. Ouch. So I wound up, it wound up not being the difference because I still would have lost without it. But uh, it hurt at the time. Oh, I don't doubt it. Uh, yeah. Because my guys underperformed Monday, so I thought I would have had a chance otherwise. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I'm curious your opinion on Bobby's team, but I'm gonna go first, just kind of to be a sounding board. I think they're. He's one of these teams I, I both can look at and think, oh yeah, there's lots of reasons to be excited about this team moving forward, and uh, this t- the wheels can fall off at any given moment. I mean, if you're going to take the pessimistic view, Zeke could be suspended for six games at any point, and now we're getting close to the point where if that happens, it's going to infringe on the playoffs, uh, our playoffs, not the NFL playoffs. Melvin Gordon is averaging three yards a carry right now, and I think he's only averaging... Now, what makes it even worse is 14 carries a game. And I know what you said, a lot of teams split carries in the NFL, but one of the draws to Melvin Gordon, why he's drafted so early, is he was in the backfield by himself. And I think he still is, and I think it's more about Phillip Rivers throwing the ball a lot. But um, Well, maybe they'll change that. I mean, obviously Phillip Rivers is throwing the ball a lot, but it's obviously not working. Maybe they need to try to run the ball some more. I mean, they're 0-4 right now, aren't they? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they need to make some changes. Philip Rivers is not doing too hot either. I'm pretty sure he has quite a few interceptions under his belt this year. He does. And I don't watch the Chargers much, so I just know he's 13th in uh, fantasy points. What that actually looks like is enough an, uh, an NFL quarterback. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But So Zeke, Melvin Gordon. I do. I think we both love Jordy Nelson, clearly. And I think, I don't know, I don't feel like Fitzgerald and Sterling Shepard are going to keep up their pace of being like the number 8 and 12 running wide receivers in the league. But if they do, and if Zeke and Gordon do what they're supposed to do, and Winston and Rivers can be altered in at the quarterback spot, he could be great. I mean, this is probably the team I have the hardest time getting a read on right now. Yeah, no, I can definitely understand that. A lot of uh, ups and downs for his team, things like that. So. But at this point, three and one, I think he's tied for the division lead in his. Uh, he's in your division, so I shouldn't say the other division. Um, it's just not the one that I am in. <laughs> the other one. It's uh, he's playing Jason this week though, and he's projected to win by about twenty. So if that. I'd actually be cheering for that because Jason's the only undefeated team, so he's ahead of me in that Mar division by a game. Yeah. Try to remember, did you make fun of Jay's draft a lot? There are things about his t- team that I did pick on, some of which I was right about. Isaiah Crowell, I said it was a terrible pick, and he's been released. That Todd Gurley pick was just lucky. Who saw that coming, though? That Todd Gurley was just going to be a stud. To reverse engineer the thing that I – I was never in a position where I was going to draft Gurley because I went running back, running back, so I wasn't going to go with them three in a row. But one of the things I had heard in my research that made a lot of sense is 
Jeff Fisher running backs have had some of the worst statistical years in the history of the NFL, and then he stops coaching them, and they do great. Mm-hmm. Because he runs like a middle school offense. It's like it's like my 10-year-old's offense out there. It's Actually, I'm sorry to Hudsonville, 5th and 6th grade, Team E. You're 3-1. Keep up the good work. Um, they run up the middle a lot? They'll throw a pass every now and again, but... <laughs> I tell you what, uh, the coach, give him credit. They're looking good this year. So credit to credit to Gurley. Yeah, he's doing great. And I think I mocked. I definitely, I definitely didn't mock him keeping um, Michael Thomas. Mm-hmm. I had no problem with taking Aaron Rodgers in this when he did. It was a smart pick. Um, Gurley was a question mark. I this panned out, and I didn't like Isaiah Crowell. So no, I don't. Well, I think I, I lambasted Jay's team all that much. Okay. Yeah, he's I like think, preseason I think number two. Good. Yeah, this this was the this was the struggle. Do you pick a quarterback or not? If we think to the draft, there were three elite quarterbacks, and look where those teams are. Jason's four and zero. Oh, Matt's three and one. And on the other side of it, Tim is one and three. So. Yeah, but he got the he got the Drew. No, he got, yeah, he got Drew Brees though. Yeah, and Drew Brees is fine. He's, I think he's quarterback four or five right now. That's what you yeah. want him to be. Yeah, okay. And I, we're talking about Jason's team, and I don't know why we're not on them right now. Oh, my apologies. Uh, well, let's head back. Mm-hmm. Okay, back to uh, Bobby. Yeah, back to Bobby. Um, So I think what I had been saying is, oh, because he's playing Jason this week. That was our connector. Yeah, yeah. So I can see Bobby having a great run finishing nine and four. I can see the wheels falling off and him finishing five and eight. I just I don't know. But I think right now, team number four. All right, what is uh your vote for team three? You? No. Uh you make yourself number two. Matt. Matt indeed. Because his team is literally Tom Brady. No, his team is not literally Tom Brady. That's that's what's beautiful about this team. This is uh I really like this team. I don't know if they can win the whole thing, but I don't want to play him. You're right, they've got Tom Brady, but they've got Mike Evans, who's a top tier wide receiver. DeAndre Hopkins is wide receiver three right now. Idiotic. I I have him for a year, he doesn't do anything. Yep. Oh, I had to keep him or Des Bryant. I kept Des Bryant. Des Bryant still mediocre. What was the smart play? I mean, lame, lame. So I remember when we did our draft show. It was I remember thinking DeAndre Hopkins, Allen Robinson, and Sammy Watkins. If they all hit, he's going to be great. If they all miss, he's going to suck. And he got to a sweet spot. One of them has been awesome. Mike Evans has been awesome. A fantastic find with Zach Ertz. I. Just a, the perfect number three wide receiver slash tight end to have on a team. Solid and consistent. My question mark with him is the running backs. Right now they look good. He's got the 8th and 11th ranked running backs in Carlos Hyde and C.J. Anderson. And Jay Ajayi he's, Ajay, he's down there, but part of that is because he didn't play in week one because they were on bye. Mm-hmm. But the flip side is Hyde and C.J. Anderson they should be on your team because they get boo-boos all the time. <laughs> yeah. So I don't – my concern is for their longevity, but if they if they stay, 
Who we? Glad I've only got to play Matt once. Yeah. How about you? Any thoughts on Matt's team? Uh, I'm just jealous of Tom Brady. Like always. I wish he was back on my team. He hasn't been on my team in like eight years. And uh, he's kicking butt this year. And uh, yeah. Yeah, he's just having a good year. He has a really good team. And yeah, it's the thing. Like last night. They scored 19 points, like one touchdown and like four field goals, yet he still puts up 30 points because he throws for 300 yards and a touchdown. The guy, a bad, I mean, when a bad game for you is 30 points, that's just a nice floor. I know, right? He even has the number two kicker. Remind me who that is? Ryan Suckup. I feel bad. Who does Ryan Suckup even play for? I don't know. The Titans. Oh, nobody. That's barely an NFL team. Still... So I think Matt and Kelly's game is going to be uh, – I hope this one comes down to Monday night. It's going to be a lot of fun to watch. Yeah, well, I mean, if Kelly's team, if they don't do what they did this week, it should be. You yawn a lot during our show. Are we boring you? No, I don't yawn yeah, normally. It's just this this week I'm in a comfy chair, <laughs> and it's all comfy. Yeah. And I didn't sleep well last night, so it's just comfortable. What does any of that have to do with why you're podcasting in the nude? I am fully clothed, sir. Uh, somebody tell your nudity that. Yeah, okay. All right. Yeah. All right, team two. Hmm. You. Nope. What? Yeah, I'm just kidding. Uh, my crap team is number two. I was going to say, if you put yourself above Jay. All right. Yeah, we can be done talking about my team in 30 seconds. Um, okay, Stephen, tell us why your team is the worst. You have a look of annoyance on your face when you say that. No. I'm just I'm comfy. Sure. Um, quarterback situation is obviously a problem. The guy that I drafted to be my starter is now out with a broken back. The guy that I drafted to be the backup has bombed this year to the point where I cut him after week three, who I thought would be a great pickup. Sam Bradford is still out with a bone bruise. The guy I got to replace him, Case Keenum, screwed the pooch mightily against the Lions. And he, I would have won if he could have just had a decent game. It didn't have to be great. He just had to be decent. Mm -hmm. So do you know who, at this point, my starting quarterback is going to be on Sunday? And it's none of the guys that I have referenced. Is it Joe Flacco? No. Who is it? I am casting my week five lot in life with Jared Goff against Seattle. Huh. Well, who knows? Rams have been doing pretty okay. <laughs> and I think a very clear distinction is the game is in Los Angeles. I would not have done this in Seattle, but if it's in LA, would you have had a choice though? Even if it was if it was there, it sounds like you're kind of reaching to the bottom of the barrel right now. What I would have thought about doing is um, right now I've got the number one waiver wire priority, mm -hmm. and I I do not want to burn that because there's just always a running back who's going to get hot at some point during the year, and I do not want to get off of that spot until I until I have to. But the matchups are bad. I would have contemplated picking up Deshaun Watson. Okay. But yeah, the problem is all the it's not only is it the bottom of the barrel, but the bottom of the barrel is playing the good teams, unless it's Brian Hoyer against the Colts. And I 
I can't pull that trigger. Mm -hmm. So anyway, there's more than 30 seconds. So I'm not trying to act like my team is a dumpster fire and be, woe is me. I think the rest of the team is fine. The running backs, wide receivers, defensive players, kickers, and defense. But the quarterback position is obviously the highest scoring one, and we are scrambling right now, right there. Oh, that's fair. I didn't know Derek Carr broke his back, though. That sounds terrible. I guess it's called a transverse fracture or something. Basically, it's a bone. It's a non-weight-bearing bone, and it's about pain tolerance. They said that the last two quarterbacks who have suffered this, Tony Romo and Cam Newton, each missed one game. So if I just lose him for a singular game, fine. But non-weight-bearing bone. Okay, well, I was going to say it sounds a lot worse than how you're describing it. I don't know there's a good way to describe a broken bone in your back. No, I mean, only gone for a week? Well, they said two to six weeks, but the, here's to hoping it's on the short end of that. He's already out for the game yeah. against Buffalo. Yeah. All right, anyway, enough about my guys. Number one, care to guess? Uh, is it Jay? Ant B's pie and custard emporium does move back to the number one spot after stepping back for a week. All right. I mean, Aaron Rodgers and Todd Gurley is uh, that's just an amazing combo. And don't and then, forget Michael Thomas. He's just on by this week. Yeah, Michael Thomas, too. And then you got Travis Kelsey. Yeah, which, I mean, he's had two bad weeks and two amazing weeks. So. And if he's your number three wide receiver, I guess he would be his number two wide receiver. Yeah, I mean, he really, Jason is riding like two player, three players right now. And it's working, but uh, I don't feel great about the depth. Actually, I take it back. I apologize. I forgot he had Devontae Adams, who uh, who has been okay as a number two. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry. I'm, I know silence is not good, but I just... No, that's all right. This I isn't mean, a team that instills a lot of confidence. Well, it doesn't matter. He goes in every week and he gets a ton of points. So, I mean... Yeah, Rodgers is going to keep you competitive. Yeah. I mean, Todd Gurley is just... If you're doing what he's doing, that's great. Michael Thomas. I mean, you don't need depth if your starters are perfect. I mean, sure, bye weeks are going to be annoying. Yeah. Can, can Gurley keep this up, though, 17, 23, 37, 34 points? I doubt it, but I mean, you know, he's going to have some mediocre weeks, but still. Yeah, and look, give him, give him a chance to uh, put the rest of this roster together and they can get into the playoffs. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And I think that's the thing. We, we talked about this with Cam just getting into the playoffs, and it's a real thing. Jason and I were talking uh, the other day, and he was kind of giving me his brief, some brief, and he's like, you know, I pick up a magazine or print off something like the day before the draft and I show up and I pick some players and then I go eat Chinese food. That's what I come down for. Mm -hmm. Yet, you do all this prep and I have two titles and you have one. Mm -hmm. And on the one hand, credit where credit's due. Two titles, more than you or I have, right? Yes. Um, two more than I have. You'll get there. Yeah, okay. You're what, 10 now? So you got a whole lifetime. No, I'm the Detroit Lions in this league. Well, this year, that's not a bad thing. Yeah, you know. But but it is about getting into the playoffs because 
you know, what I would say the difference between, if I'm, I'm just going to talk about myself and Jason's team here is, and correct me if I'm wrong, Jason or whoever, I believe he's made the playoffs five times in 11 years, but he's won the title twice because he's six and two in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. I've made the playoffs nine times, but I'm a 500 team in the playoffs. So that's, that's the point. You just have to get in. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So if he gets in again, I mean, maybe he's uh he's the guy that goes, gets our first three-peat in the league. Yeah. Who else has two more? Who else has two championships? Uh, Tim won actually years two and three of our league, 2007-2008. Lucas also went back-to-back 2010-2011, and then Jays are for two separate years, 09 and 14. Okay. All right. All right, ready for our prognostications for this week? Yes. All right. So, starting out, um, let's start out with what is our matchup of the week, and that is number one, Jason, versus number four, Bobby. ESPN is predicting Bobby to win by 20 points. Um, I'm going to take Jason. I'm going to take Jason. All right. Next up, what I think is going to be the closest matchup of the week, Matt versus Kelly. And again, that's going to be a matchup between number three, Matt, and number six, Kelly. I'm going to take Matt. ESPN is also taking Matt. I'm going to take Kelly. All right, all right. Uh, The last non-us matchup is Cam versus Gordy. ESPN is predicting Cam. I'm sorry. Yeah, Cam. Cam. 15.7 15.7 point favorite. I am also going to go with Cam. I am also going to go with Cam. All right. Uh, myself versus Lucas. ESPN projects me to win by 11.7. I will also take myself. I'm going to take you. All right. And lastly, you versus Tim. I'm going to take you. No. I'm going to take Tim, sorry. Mm-hmm. ESPN is taking Tim. I'm going to take me. For the win. For the win. got to believe in myself. This chair is so comfortable, Steve. I'm going to take a nap here. I still don't feel like you have to podcast in the nude. I'm not in the nude. I got pants on. I always got pants on. on the table in the kitchen. No. All right, so any final thoughts as we go into week five? Um, my team is dumb. That's about it. You have offered a lot of hard-hitting analysis tonight. I thank you for that. <laughs> right? Like, I'd be on ESPN, and it's like, it's time for Alex's picks. And, like, they would just be like, my team's dumb. Be like, thanks, Alex. And I'd be like, back to the studio. Let's just try it. Let's you know, for fun these. Alex, I want you to make two bold predictions for what is going to happen this week, and they cannot involve your team. It cannot involve my team. It can be one of our fantasy league teams. It can be a team in the NFL, a player in the NFL, something. Go off the deep end with two things for me. All right, it's got to be bold. Bold. I think they're going to do a Wildcat offense, and Todd Gurley's going to run for, uh, throw for two touchdowns. Okay, how about bold and realistic? <laughs> Fine. Um, I think Todd Gurley is going to get slightly injured in this game. They're using him a lot. Oh, okay. And I think... Injured to the point where he can't come back into the game when he leaves? Or he does a Julio Jones where he goes out five times injured and keeps coming back? At least leave the game. 
Okay. I don't know about after that. And then I'm going to say Aaron Rodgers throws more interceptions than touchdowns this week. Just because. Bold predictions. Bold predictions with Alex. I think we now have our throwing segment. them out there. <laughs> I will say that Jared Goff outperforms Russell Wilson just in terms of our fantasy points. I'm not going to account for who wins or loses the game. Okay. And I am going to say that Kareem Hunt has an atrocious game. Okay. Isn't that your team though? Mm-hmm. You're just saying something for your team. So you're just like that. You're just saying what I'd say every week. Like all my players are going to go out there and like no. pull their pants and have no. to leave. No, my first one was my quarterback. I say Jared Goff has a good game. See, that's both of yours. Okay, okay. I guess you said Jared Goff has a good game. Okay, but okay, if you want me to go off the beaten path, okay, I will do that. Um, guys who are not on my team, I think that Brian Hoyer has a great game against the Colts. Okay. I just can't. I cannot put myself in the position of picking him up. And I will say that Jason pulls. Jason is the biggest underdog of the week, and I say he has the biggest win of the week. Jason? Yep. Okay. So that's what we've got. Cool, cool. All right. Any fun facts you want to share before we close the door? Or right, so you got to tell me before. That we're doing fun facts, though. I thought everyone hated the fun facts. We can just go to Goodnight Gracie, if you like. Well, who's Gracie? I asked that last week, but you never told me. Alex, I prematurely ended the broadcast. Uh, because you didn't tell me who Gracie was? So, exciting news. Okay. The commish is going to be joining us as a guest next week. Oh, Lucas? Yeah. Neat. I think he's going to bring a lot to the table. I'm pretty excited about this. I think he will, too. And the second piece is I need to offer an apology to Kelly. I had promised that she would be the spotlight team for us, and that is still the case. Unfortunately, life situation has just made the extra research um, not feasible at the moment. But I am committed to this. Oh, did anybody else have questions, too, that you didn't bring up? Cam did want to know um, two weeks ago, which we did not get to, which of the top four teams do we think is not going to make the playoffs? I will go ahead and say Bobby. Like I said, I can see a scenario where he has a great year and wins the title, but there are just – and I do think he makes the playoffs. But if I have to say one of the top four teams doesn't get in, I would go with Bobby. I would also go with Bobby. I was just looking at his team. Actually, that's how the conversation started. Steve said he had that question. I was like, uh, are you going to go with Bobby too? And he was like, yeah. So, Bobby. Pretty much the exact same reasons for what you had. But, I, I mean, no offense to Bobby. I think he's still going to make the playoffs, but if yeah. I had to pick one, yeah. 2012 champ, I think it's a good team. So, uh, all right. Any fun facts you want to sign us off with? Uh, no, I see. He didn't give me time. I didn't have any fun facts available. All right. Good night, Gracie. Who's Gracie? <laughs>